Point Guard is a production of iHeartRadio. I can still remember going to St. John's, going to a Nick Pistons game. Came over to me. Isaiah Thomas says, yep. you can be special in this league, young fella. I'm sitting there like, Isaiah Thomas just came yeah. up to me. Talk about having, you know, because you had green light, but you also had a lot of responsibility. Absolutely. So talk about coming into the league, being a rookie, being handed the keys, right? Like what? What was that? What was that year like? Because I'm sure it was incredible. Yeah, it was <laughs> incredible. Well, you talking about having the green light, but having responsibility? You know, the Bible says that who much is given, much is required, and that's the absolute truth. And there's times when we could get full of ourselves. I can remember yep. coming on the coming on the plane back in the first year. We we flew with everybody, so we didn't have our own right. private plane the first year. So you sit in first class by seniority. So I'm sitting there, and I'm not going to name the dude's name, but he was the 12th guy on the team. And I didn't play 45 minutes, and I'm sitting there like, you know, this dude need to be in the back so I can get my rest sitting yeah, in first class. Yeah, I'm yeah, tripping. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm tripping no, as a young player. It's real, though. Yeah, it's yeah, real. It's real. It's real. But I like the fact that Coach Patino called me in the office like, look, there's a, there's a pecking order to this right now. I understand uh, your importance as the player of this team, but you got to wait your turn. And, and it, it checked me right away. You know, and, and it was it was important for me to go through that. I, I I believe historically I'm the only rookie of the year in any sport to stay in the same place that I stayed in the year prior. Oh, so wow. I was a rookie yeah. of the year living in New York City playing for the Knicks, yeah, yeah. staying in the same room with my three brothers wow. and my sister right next door with my parents, living in the same exact house with my BMW right outside. That's crazy. So it, it's it's it, it but it was a way to keep me humble yep. and, 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 and realize the struggle is still going on. No matter if I'm leaving and going to Madison Square Garden, there's folks still struggling right next door. Yeah. And and the door down. So it was it was a That's reminder. Crazy, but it yo. also gave those folks hope. Yeah. You know, so I was used in that position to show that folks you can get out. By choice. By choice. That's leadership, right? That like I I never knew that. Like you stayed at home and you went and you, you were living at home playing for the Knicks in the same house you were living in your whole entire life. One rookie of the year, the next day I'm at O'Connell Park in St. Albans, Queens, playing pickup ball. Uh-huh. Still, you know, not, the, the, the difference was yeah. if I lost, I got back on right away. Yeah. <laughs> so we were good then. But it was the same. I mean, it, 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 it made me and helped me develop not only as a basketball player, but more importantly as a man. I love that. And, and on top of that, like – Rookie of the year, you get drafted by the city, <laughs> and like that's your city. You know the greatest memory, like I just posted it the other day on Instagram. Um, Kenny Smith, who's from the neighborhood and from New York, and I've known him, you know, basically our entire lives, is drafted number six by the by the Sacramento Kings, and and he acknowledges the, the draft. He celebrates it with his family. And he comes back out and sits next to me until I'm drafted. Until I'm drafted. He's wow. drafted sixth. He waits until the 18th pick when the Knicks are sitting there. And if you look at the video, he's sitting there with his thumbs up. I got my head down like, I don't know these dudes going to yeah. pick me. And they announced me. He jumps up before I jumped up and dapped me. That's New York City at its finest. Man, that is love. That <laughs> yeah. That's- so he, he gets drafted, then come back. 
and wait for you. Yeah, wait for me. Talk about, like, that's, that's, that's big love. That's absolutely love. That's big love. Talk about that love, right? Talk about, talk about the love, right, and the passing of the torch, right, and the knowledge that and this camaraderie that just yeah. New York guards have, right? Well, you can relate because, I mean, L.A. guards have it. Yeah. Now it's, it's spread we, out. We, we just start. We, just we, are right. new, we are new right. to what kind of the foundation right. you guys lay. Right. But it's, it's, it's a pride that you take in watching the next man. I'm not hating. Like I, I call an NBA finals game or NBA playoff game. I'm watching TNT it. You know, yep. the next night. Yep. I'm watching Kenny Smith do his thing. I'm watching him win the Emmy. I'm not sitting there saying, oh, that should be me. I'm sitting yeah. there like, that's my guy. Way to go. Yep. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Nothing but love. The same mentality is when, we, when we're on the court playing pickup ball or playing at Carolina or somebody, Rod Strickland playing at DePaul or whoever it is. It doesn't matter. We're showing love and appreciation for the next guy pouring into them, knowing that it continues to live. If you don't, if you don't pour into somebody, it's going to die. Yeah. So it's important to pour into the next guy so that we can watch today's players play and see the next, not just New York City, because it becomes contagious all throughout the country. Absolutely. You see the next dude that have similarities of a New yep. York City guy. Yo, yo, we got to tap in real quick. We, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. Uh, you, can, you, you, you had New York hey, City man, in your I, game. Hey, hey, I'm I, telling you. Because of you guys. There's two guys in, in, in L.A. that I've seen, with all due respect, point guards, that had New York City game yep. in high school. That's you and Drew Holiday in high school. Yeah. Had that. I mean, he was. The in and out. Yeah, he was, just, yeah, he was he unbelievable. Could, he was dope. Yeah. <laughs> he was dope. The it. Right? What is it? <laughs> is it the water? Is it the is it the pizza dough? Is it is it the projects? Is it the playing in the snow? What what like because you and Kenny Smith are two different players. You and Rod Strickland are two different players. You Sham got you, know, right. you uh, Pearl right. all you start right. going through right right everybody's different, but there's a it. I think the the, the it is. The ability to embrace the hustle, oh. the grind, the pursuit. Uh, if you want to play, you don't just go out with the basketball and it's like I live in L.A. now. I can go out any day pretty much 99% of the time and it's a beautiful day. Growing up in New York City, there are times I had to go out with a shovel. There's times I had to play in the rain. There's times I had to clear the court. So the hustle, the grind. I, I, went, I won a state championship in high school living in Queens going to school in Brooklyn. An oh, hour wow. and a half a day traveling to school and then coming back before the cell phone. So mom and dad didn't yeah. know where I was in the after subway. practice coming back home. Two buses, two trains, getting back to and from school. So that, 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 that's it for me. So pressure is not 20000 in the garden. Tw- pressure is a drunk dude in the corner of the, of, of the train, and it's just me and him on the train, and I'm 16 years old. So with my 15-year-old sister, that's pressure. So yeah. you put me in front of the bright lights in the garden, this is what I waited for. You know, Jay-Z don't think that's pressure. This right. is the moment he's been waiting for. Right. I, 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 I was in the park crossing over, cleared the snow, knocking down shots, imagining that 20,000 was watching me. So when the 20,000 did watch me, I had been there before. Now, imagination. Hey, you know, you got to imagine. Talk about. And, and, and especially to, like, the young point guards watching. 
your imagination? Where did it come from, right? And how did you, how did you hone in on that, right? Because I think that was a, a huge part of the it was that you had this incredible imagination and vision. You know, I talked about, I talked about Magic Johnson. I talked about Earl Monroe. Yep. Obviously, I talked about my mom and dad. Yeah. The third guy and the, the, the most important guy along with Earl Monroe, without a doubt, when you talk about imagination jumps out, is Muhammad Ali. Uh. I was a kid watching Muhammad Ali, <laughs> and people hate on him. Yeah. The, 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 the number one guy as an athlete in, in the history of this world, yeah. his impact in the ring and outside the ring, yep. the chase, the pursuit, allowing us to dream and, and have an imagination. I can remember as a kid, Muhammad Ali, one time in an interview said, I'm so fast – I can turn out the light in my room and be in bed before the light goes off. Can I tell you, for four years, I tried to turn the light out and jump in the bed. And I got, I, I, would, I would be in mid-air like, man, I got to try it again. Until my dad had to pull me aside and say, look, he's not. It's not possible. It's not possible. You know, but, but he had me chasing that yeah. dream. He yeah. gave me an imagination that, that it could happen. And he, he was a guy that could have sold out for all of us yep. and refused to. Right. So he, to me, he's, he's, he's the GOAT, not only because of what he did in the ring, but because he allowed us to dream and live the life that we live in today. Now, all right, so there's another question. We, 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 we do this all the time uh, in our show. And so, one, we want, like, who are the five point guards? We got magic. We, we, got, we, we got magic. Who are the five point guards, right, that Mark Jackson admired love. And then who was the one guy in the NBA that was just like, I would like to give this man roses because he hurt my – you know what I mean? He was just a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I got what you're saying. Magic Johnson is number one. Yep. In my opinion, the greatest point guard that's ever played the game. Yep. Number two, without a doubt, with all due respect to the greats that we've ever seen, and, and people don't give him the credit that he deserves, is Isaiah Thomas. Oh, my God. I mean, Isaiah me. Thomas, <laughs> as a small guard, yeah. won two championships being the best player on the floor. Right. Should have a gold medal with the Dream Team. That's for another show and another dis- discussion. Absolutely. But I'm talking about watching him as an Eastern Conference guard, facing him as a young player. I can still remember g- going to St. John's, going to a Nick Pistons game, and Isaiah seeing me in the tunnel and coming over saying, young fella, Talking about imagination yeah. and allowing people depositing something in, the, in somebody. Me, Isaiah Thomas says, yep. you can be special in this league, young fella. I'm sitting there like, Isaiah Thomas just came yeah. up to me. So the second best point guard. Greatest, dude. Not because of yeah. that, but he's the second best point guard that's ever played this yeah. game. No, for sure. Um, and then you can it's, – it's who you like. It really is who you it's like. It's who you like. It's who you like. I, we know you like everybody, but who do you like? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's some great ones. You, you can, got you can, Magic. It's, 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 you got We already talked about Isaiah. Magic. We talked about Isaiah. That's number two. And, and there's, there's no order to this. Yeah, it's, it's I, just like it, – I, I think there's a bunch of them bunched together. Absolutely. Including the guy that just was in the gym and stuff. I was going to say he has to be. I mean, Steph Curry. The, yeah, 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 for sure. I, I had the privilege and honor of coaching him. Right. I watched him go about his business. I watch him grow, mature, and develop, and I watch him handle himself as a superstar, not only on the court but off the court, and depositing into the future of the game. Talk about point God. 
to a future point, God, what did you see in him, right? And what did you try to take from what you learned in your journey, right? And basically impart with him and say, yo, if you have it, right? right? And we're, we, we, we watched it unfold, right? right? Talk about that relation. Like, golly, what was those conversations like? That's like, <laughs> oh, my brain would explode. Well, just telling him the truth. Yeah. And having something to work with. I can't go and tell my man in the fifth row, yo, you could be the greatest shooter, you the great you'd be a top point guard or a top player in the history of the game. You have to have something yeah. that you see in the person. Yeah. And, and even if it's a, a little bit, and I saw that in him. And I was calling games the year before and I'd watch A C Law, with all due respect, yeah, a very yeah, good player, yeah. be inserted into the game for Steph Curry down the stretch of the ball game. Right. So the first thing I said when I got the job. You could forget about that. Right. That ain't happening. Yeah. If I'm going down, I'm going down with you. Now, you can let me down and let yourself down, but I'm going down with you. Yeah, let's so, go get so it. So, immediately, the, and, and it was because of the dude that allowed me to have a 17-year career told me the same thing. Yeah. And, and, and it eliminated the handcuffs and allowed me to play free through mistakes, through missed shots, through getting the business handled to me. It didn't matter. I'm going down with you. Yeah. So, once he knew that. He didn't have to look over on the sideline, worry about anything coming from my end. Go and play basketball, have fun, and prove that you're an all-time great. Yo, you know what time it is. You know, this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors. Let them have it. I, I remember watching the games, and during certain timeouts, it wasn't really about the play. It wasn't even about the game. Sometimes they would have you, Mike, and you say, you're the greatest shooter. You're going to be the greatest shooter ever. But it wasn't just that. You used to talk to him about defense. You used to talk to, like, leadership, right? And to see a young point guard, like, absorb this energy and this godly, like, it's almost like a passing of a torch, right, that – it's like Frankenstein. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like you, got, you, you got to be the scientist to work on Frankenstein. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I get what you're saying, but right. I got to, you know, I'm going to slam on the brakes. Because, or work with. You know what I mean? Because like, no, he, he, he deserves every all the credit. ounce of credit. Yes, for because sure. Because he had it, and all I did was get the privilege of having the opportunity to coach him Absolutely. and take the, take the cuffs off. Absolutely. He's a guy that, if no matter who would have coached him, he'd have been special. And, I said and, that. And, and it was an honor and a privilege for me to have the opportunity to spend time with him and to know him not just as player, coach, but family to me. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, here's a good question: If you could flip flop spots, I know you played 17 years, great long career, but if there was one or two or maybe three point guards. On a different team, <laughs> that you say, "Hey, take him off, put me on." Like, what team would that be? What point guard would you want to just say, "Hey, man, let's let's just switch for half the season. Nah. <laughs> Let me get your spot for the playoffs. Let me rock with that squad. Not kick you off, but just you know." I always say that about uh, 
and I can't wait to get him on the show. Tony Parker. I can't wait to get him on the show and be like, hey, man, I'm going to kick you off San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think you about take that. my journey. Think about that. Let me get this think, right. Think about that. You know what I mean? That's a, I mean, I don't have the answer to that question. <laughs> you know, because you, you, you think about BD breaking down the defense, gets all the way, makes all the work, throws it off to – the small forward or the power forward who doesn't have hands and it yeah, falls yeah, out of bounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Stockton just throwing it anywhere and Carl Malone grabbing it and dunking it. With all due respect. With all due respect. With all due respect. But, but the, 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 when you talk about – I wouldn't trade it for nobody because, yeah. of, because as you can you attest to – great teams. And, and what you can think about, what you know, the relationships. Yes. If, if, I, I if, if I mapped it out, I played in New York City for 17 years yeah. and in my career. Yeah. Then Reggie Miller wouldn't be a brother to me. Right. I wouldn't have met him in the way that I right. met him and be the godfather to his kid. Right. So being traded and going to Indiana was it was was some of the best times of my life. So right. if I had to, I wouldn't trade places because the other stuff comes with it. Right. The relationships that I had the opportunity to develop throughout the course of my career more valuable to me than anything else. So you never wanted to play with Kim Olajuwon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there you have it. Yeah, yeah. Get Kenny Smith out of here. Get Kenny out of here. I can, I can hey. make a spot up three. Come on, man. Yeah, get, they, hey. they, another assist by yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, get Kenny out of there. I mean, or, 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 or no, no. David Robinson. No, no. Can we get? No, no, I want the dream. I want the dream. I want the dream. Who was yeah. the best player in the world <laughs> offensively and defensively absolutely. when Mike left. For yes. those two years, he was absolutely incredible. He I can was. certainly clear the side and throw the post-up pass hey, to the dream. Move, spot right? Yeah, just spot yeah. up. I'm here if you need me. I love that. All right. Um, the last one, I'm going to the last, the last, I would say the last question, one, thank you. This has been incredible. Uh, the last real question I got is I really want to, like, dive in on patience, right? That's my last thing. Just talk to these young. If you can impart words, right? And I would say, you know, I usually like to give point guards their themes, right? And I would say your, your godliness, your energy, right? You are the energy, right, of what a point God is, right? You are able to absorb information and shed light and your utter journey of aging like fine wine, you know what Thank I mean? You. And your game continuing to grow and after basketball being able to articulate an energy and a style, and ca- you know what I mean? And so from coaching to talk about to these young point guards how important being patient is in order to be a point guard. Yeah, it's, it's extremely important in life, not just on the basketball floor, but off the court. Patience. We done seen, I mean, we've been at UCLA and seen guys that was yep. the next dude that they raved about that got upset because they didn't get picked on the team because an OG came in. And, and those, some of those guys didn't even make it t- to the NBA. Right. I can remember one specifically upset because Sam Cassell and I are on the court, and he's talking about I could bust both of them up. Dude, stop it. That's yeah. not true. But show some humility. Right. And didn't make it. But the point is, wait to your turn. Yeah. If you put the time in and you, you grind and, and work and, and open to – think about the knowledge of Sam Cassell and I humbly submit – forget about me, a two-time champ that came into the game and made plays down the stretch right. of a championship team in Sam Cassell. Right. Think about the wealth of knowledge that this young man could have had 
if he sat and just listened to him. Yep. I just sat and watched him. Yep. So it's important to have the right patience, the right mentality, the right approach. And that, that, that mentality and approach, what's mine is mine. If I put myself in position, the opportunity is going to present itself and I'm going to be ready. The opportunity will present itself and I'm going to be ready when called upon. That's whether I'm in uniform or in a suit and tie. And you got to be patient and practice what you preach. I said it as an NBA player for 17 years. I'm sitting there waiting for a head coaching job. Yeah. After, after eight years Absolutely. has passed since my last job. Well, if I'm going to talk about patience, so what? If I, if I do what I'm supposed to do, my Bible tells me that I will withhold no good thing from you. Right. So if it's not good, or if it's good, then, then it, it's not for me. Yeah. So I got I to gotta have the mindset that it'll play itself out, and the time will come. My job is to be ready, prepared, locked and loaded, that when the, my name is called, I'm ready to do the job. So it, it works on the court, off the court. It works as a father, as a man. It, no matter what position you're in, patience is important. Just be prepared when your number's called. Love it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Patience, the journey of action, Jackson, Mark Jackson, the God, the energy, the light, the walk, right? To whom much is given, much is expected, and you have given and given and given, and I watched you as a player, and you define a position, and you created masterpieces. You took your energy, you took your mastermind, you took your paintbrush, and you said, Rick Smith, I got you. Reggie Miller, I got you. Dell Davis, Derek McKee, you know what I mean? I got you. Steph Curry, I got you. I believe in you. Here's a paintbrush. Right? And so I want everybody out there to know that this man is the tool giver, is the light setter. And I'm happy that you are on this show, Point God, ladies and gentlemen, once again. The light, the tools. Mark Jackson, thank you, sir for being a part of this show. And Point God, I'm your host, Baron Davis. Catch y'all again. Slick, Point God, iHeartRadio. Believe that. We'll be back. And I may, we may have to do this again because, you know, I, I, I feel like you, you, you kind of withheld a little bit, you know, and I got to get a little, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to get in the <laughs> psyche, man. Like we're not playing no more, so you can like – you can give me the jewels. I have to bring you back, and I got to bring you back in studio in L.A. because I got all kind of other stuff to talk about when it comes to patience and creating masterpieces. Mr. Triple Double, Mr. Behind the Back Pass, Mr. No Look Pass, Mr. No Look Post Pass, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Let Me Post BD Up and Put Him Under the Basket and Shoot a Jump Hook. And, walk, and run down the court and shimmy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the great, the legend, the point guard, Mark Jackson. Love you, bro, and appreciate I it. Love man. you, man. Point God is a production of iHeartRadio. 
For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.